This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey friends, welcome to WrestleBuddies, GameSpot's wrestling podcast about wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring, and with me... As always, is my closest wrestle buddy, Chris Hayner. Hey, Matt. Come on, bring the energy. All right, I'm sorry. Hey, Matt, how you doing, buddy? Uh, it's great because when, like, the first time we did this take of that exact read, <laughs> y'all, real fun laughs. Absolutely. Tr- trying to recreate that moment, not good. <laughs> What are you talking about? I feel wonderful right now. I think I there's doing- no real laugh, no real good laughs there, Chris. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> giggle, 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 giggle. <laughs> laugh. Oh boy, <laughs> it's been a remarkable week of uh, just recording episodes three days apart because we're trying to both take time off of work. Yes. Yeah, spoil- and- spoiler alert. Next, this is your the episode you're listening to now was recorded. A week ago, because I am not working right now, and Matt also took some time off. We also recorded a segment that's not going to be played for three weeks. And we're recording a segment for this episode that won't be happening until tomorrow, and you won't (laughs) even be here for it. Nope, I'm taking time off to go to the DMV because my license expired in March. March? Jesus Christ, Matt. You can do that online. No, I can't. I, uh... I can't because I have to turn in medical forms that say I'm allowed to drive. Are you allowed to drive? Yeah. Cause I got that whole epilepsy thing. So like they need, like a doctor has to fill out a form saying like, Hey, this dude can drive. He's cool. It's okay that he's epileptic. Is that how they, is that how they say it? That's exactly how my neurologist did that. He wrote it like he wrote, what's up? Matt's cool. (laughs) He drew a picture of a smiley face with the tongue hanging out. Yeah, totally brah. Totally. (laughs) Uh, but also, uh, the, I took a day off in March to go to the DMV to get all of this taken care of. Mm-hmm. And the day I took off was the first day that Illinois went into full quarantine mode and shut everything down. Illinois dealing with the coronavirus. Oh, boy. Chris, what do we got on the menu for tonight's delicious episode? Oh, Matt, this is a big one. This is, is. a big one. Uh, we will be joined later on by one Sir Adam Cole. He Bebe. of a uh, baby, he of uh, NXT, he of yeah. the Undisputed Era, uh, but maybe most importantly, he of Left Right Left Right, the most dominant video gaming faction on the planet. Ooh, boy, that's some that's a hot take. I mean, I love I'm, I'm Left Right Left Right for life. I'm I'm about the spirit of competition. I'm about taking over. Anyway, we got Adam Cole later. Uh, we got we got we got some mailbag action. But before all that, Matt. Yeah. Before any of that happens, we we're going to discuss what I think is probably the most important and obvious topic we've ever hit. Something I feel like the moment we announced we were doing this podcast, anybody who cared was like, oh, they're going to talk about this. It's the Shockmaster, Matt. We're going to follow the Shockmaster's journey. Chris, when we think about 
things in wrestling that didn't go to what? <laughs> he just immediately sounded like NPR. Chris, when we think about things in wrestling that did not go according to plan. I, I sometimes get a little NPR-ish. <laughs> I like if, if, if this was an NPR oral history of the Shockmaster, first of all, best episode ever. It was a warm summer day, July 13th, 1993, when a young Fred Ottman. Oh, sorry. When a young... <laughs> Uncle Fred Ottman. Uncle Fred. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Shockmaster. It is the segment featuring Shockmaster that everyone and their mother has seen uh, in wrestling. It's shocking. It is a shocking moment in wrestling. It's a botched promo. However, what people fail to remember and realize is that the idea and concept of Shockmaster did not end there. I don't think that's true. I think oh, everything it's you're so about weird. to say is a lie. We are delving into WCW pre-Attitude Era, pre-NWO. This was probably WCW's uh, lowest point before the sale of the company, I would say. Uh, this is 1993. This is, I think, Hogan had not come over yet at this time. Maybe he had. I do not remember. I didn't fact check myself. Are, Good are job, you, Matt. Are, are you saying this is lower than WCW champion Vince Russo? I would say that, oh no, that's much lower. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. But this is, de this is definitely a peak example of why WCW wasn't working and needed someone like Eric Bischoff to come in and be like, maybe we should try something else. Mm, Eric Bischoff was a part of this. Oh my God, really? <laughs> Jeez. Yes. Wonderful. Um, not this specific moment we're talking about, but he comes into play later. Okay. So, uh, Around 1993, uh, in WWF at the time, Fred Ottman performed as Tugboat and then became Typhoon as part of the Natural Disasters with Earthquake. Uh, had a great tag team title. Title? I don't even know if they remember. I don't remember if they even ran, had a title shot. I don't remember. But they were, they, they were definitely a memorable tag team. But, yeah, the Natural Disasters, memorable tag team. Uh, and then in 1993, that was This is the Year, Ottman left WWF <gasps> for greener pastures in the WCW. Man, what a real Hulk Hogan this guy is. Wait, did, is, or is Hulk Hogan a real Fred Ottman? He's a real Fred Ottman, maybe. Wow, Uncle Fred. Uh, so uh, Ottman was going to be repackaged as this character, the, the Shockmaster. Uh, I'm not going to get into tremendous detail about everything Shockmaster for this moment. Uh, so according to Sting... Uh, the character was going to be this kind of invincible human wall. He was going to debut uh, his first match would be at War Games, uh, a War Games match at Fall Brawl, where he was going to team up with Sting, Davy Boy, and Dustin the Natural Roads against Sid Vicious, Big Van Vader, and Harlem Heat. Uh, and it's Kane and Cole, also known as Stevie Ray and Booker T. Uh, also, this match sounds rad. It's like that's some that's some great names in that match. We're going to we'll, we'll get to that match. It's a it's a really good match. It's a fantastic match actually. All War right. Games is a fantastic match in general. Yeah. Agreed. Uh so Ottman said about this uh that he's never said no to a gimmick and it sounded like a fun thing that would be cool to work with. Uh Ottman forever the just uh, optimistic human being <laughs> and willing to just take on a challenge. Yeah. I mean, he was a tugboat driver for God's sakes. And, so, a, and a literal typhoon. He was an actual a, natural disaster. He was a natural disaster. Like, he was wind. <laughs> he was wind. So Ovin was placed, the outfit for Shockmaster was a, a literal stormtrooper helmet painted silver with glitter all over it. 
and like this kind of furry vest. And he was going to debut on the segment Flair for Gold at Clash of Champions 24. Uh, that's a show that Ric Flair hosts where people talk it out and challenge each other to matches. Yeah, it's kind of like Piper's Pit or Talk is Jericho or the KO Show or the Peep Show or Carlito's Caribbean Cabana, I think, was one of them. Something along those lines. Every single talk show in wrestling, they're all the same. They're all wonderful. They all are wonderful. I love them. During the segment, everybody's arguing with each other. Uh, Ottman is not out there yet. So Sting decides to introduce Ottman during the segment. And he says, uh, all I have to say is our our partner is going to shock the world because he is none other than the shock master. He says it in a way where we're supposed to be familiar with this character, a Uh character no one has ever seen before. A character no one has ever heard of before. Also, someone that doesn't sound like a wrestler. It just sounds like a... What's a Shockmaster? Honestly, Shockmaster... If you told me Shockmaster was some kind of, like, 80s exercise equipment, like the Thighmaster, I'd I'd believe you. Or a black metal band from 1998. Yeah. Shockmaster has to break through a sheetrock wall through the set of Flare for Gold and kind of come out to Pyro and, like present himself to the world what happens is he trips over a piece of framing falls on his face his helmet (laughs) pops off he quickly puts the helmet back on and like stands up Uh, like nothing happened when you first get into wrestling and you have the ability to kind of look back through history that's something you just watch over and over and oh it's the funniest thing in the world Outman is standing there and he's not he's doing the segment he's doing this promo but it's not his voice. It's Ole Anderson's voice. Ole it's Anderson's like voice. This. It's listen, like this. listen here, big Van Vader and company. <laughs> well, and but the problem is, it was a. If I think it was a pre-recorded voice because yes. it starts playing while he's still trying to readjust himself. Yeah, it's you so want ridiculous. a piece of me? Come on, come get it. <laughs> come get me. I'm Shockmaster. Uh, I so- am here to shock the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am the Shockmaster. So for most people, that's where the Shockmaster ends. Uh-huh. You, you understand that this segment exists, but mm-hmm. after that, most people have zero knowledge of what happened afterwards, which to me is more crazier than anything else that happened. I so, like Matt. I'm one of those people. I you're you're telling me that there's more, and like I have no recollection of any of it. So Fall Brawl is still a thing that's happening. Shockmaster is still a thing that's happening in Fall Brawl in this War Games match. They decided that because of this fall and because of this silliness that happened, they're going to repackage the character very, very quickly and do a couple backstage uh, segments. Uh, Well, outside segments, I should say. So Shockmaster appeared in a few promos. Um, There are a few that are very notable. The first is one that happened on Saturday night, WCW Saturday night on September 11th, 1993. Tony Schiavone interviews Ottman in a sleeveless button up shirt and a hard hat inside of a diner. Is he still wearing the helmet? It's a hard hat. It's now a white hard hat. Uh, at this point, it like it, it doesn't make sense. Like, why does this character look like this? It's never explained. Uh, what is explained is that he's klutzy uh, Shockmaster spills some water on Tony Schiavone at the end of it after like eating lunch. And it's supposed to be a comedy gimmick. And it just, it's not funny <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. This sounds bad. 
You wrote in your notes that he does an impression of the Roadrunner. Oh, we're not there yet, Chris. Stop jumping ahead. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I... <laughs> so there is a second uh, promo where Tony Schiavone goes to Shockmaster's house and there are, uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is the same promo. I'm, I'm confusing my, I can't yeah, read my own yeah. outline. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Anyway, Shockmaster says that he loves comic books and cartoons in the diner. And he, uh, he does an impression of the road. And he goes, meep, meep. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? It is so weird. It makes no sense. Then Chris fall brawl happens. The war games match is set. The teams come down to the ring. Shockmaster is in that stupid outfit that doesn't make any sense. Wait, no which, context. Which, which outfit? The the sleeveless and hard hat or the mask? The, the helmet. The hard hat and sleeveless button up shirt. So we're just we just don't see the stormtrooper helmet anymore ever again. That's so weird. Aside from moments where Ottman replays the Shockmaster character, make funny making fun of that moment, you never see that outfit again. So bizarre. So. Prior to the war games or during the war games match, Shockmaster is the last person to actually enter the match. The entire time, Jesse the Body Ventura on commentary saying like, he's gonna fall. I, I wish I could do a Jesse the Body Ventura. He's gonna sure. fall, McMahon. Hold, hold on, secret bunkers, secret. Oh, I tell you, Tony, he's gonna fall down. Secret bunkers, Illuminati. I think that's my that's my Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Uh, secret bunkers did not sound like him. Illuminati did in Illuminati. a scary. Oh Illuminati. Secret bunkers. He had a show on the History Channel where he just talked about conspiracy theories. Uh-huh. So my buddies and I would watch that and just like repeat everything he said. So it was crazy. He also had a ten-year as governor in Minnesota where he just talked about conspiracy theories. The Illuminati. I was in Predator. <laughs> okay, so now <laughs> Shockmaster <laughs> enters, and they keep talking about how he's going to trip getting into the ring. He never uh-huh. trips, so I'm kind of bummed out because you're kind of waiting for that, like for that klutzy comedy aspect of the character to be a part of his in-ring action. Mm-hmm. It never is. Of course. What he does do is dominates the hell out of everybody in the ring. Really? Uh, ends up putting Cole, which is Booker T at the time, that was his name, uh, in a bear hug and submits him and ends up winning the match for the entire team. Wow. No, he just, he, he looks great in the ring. I mean, I've, Fred Ottman's always been a solid, like kind of more monster slash powerhouse worker for his time. Yeah. He's a good big man. Yeah. He's a great big man. And he proves that in the ring. Unfortunately, it doesn't go along with the gimmick too well. Uh, oh, well then he joined the first order uh, and became Kylo Ren. Oh boy. Secret bunkers. <laughs> Illuminati. Uh, so there is a post fall brawl interview the next week on WCW Saturday night. Tony Schiavone then goes to Shockmaster's house where there's like a bunch of kids over. I think they might be his. I couldn't tell from the, the from the promo. Wow. Uh, he's also got a Basset Hound dog, which is very cute. Oh, I love a Basset Hound so much. Tony Schiavone immediately says that they are all hanging out watching Cartoon Network. As you do. Uh, finally, Tony asks about why. Uh, why this is the new look for uncle Fred also known as the Shockmaster? He's called uncle Fred a few times in this. Oh, is he in that, in that segment? He's called uncle Fred. Yes. Cause I know we is one of the kids in the room. Cody. I think it is like, I didn't get to do too much research on that. Uh, I was much more entranced with what happens at the end of this Shockmaster run than anything else. 
Um, okay. I'm pretty sure somebody in there is Cody. It might be the kid with the brown hair. Cody has bleached white hair, man. I don't but know. What he you're bleaches talking about. his hair. It, it, the, Are the, you the, sure? The term is bleached blonde hair. Bleach. Oh, I thought I thought I thought bleached was a a tone like like uh like candy apple red. <laughs> no. Anyway, Tony finally asks him about why you've changed your look. Um, something that should have happened prior to the match. If he, that should have been the first thing that he asked him about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Uncle Fred says that he's, uh, you know, he comes from a blue collar family. His father was like a plumber or a contractor. I don't know something. Uh, blue, blue, uh, blue collar work runs in his family. He's essentially, he's just paying homage to them with that look. Uh, then once again, Tony brings up that, uh, Shockmaster. He's a little clumsy. Uh, something we've only actually seen twice twice and he one wasn't a, in he, ring yeah he tripped and he spilled a drink that was yeah. it both We've weren't in the ring were they neither were in the ring one was at the flare for the gold and one was at a diner yeah uh so Shockmaster just kind of agrees with them that he's a clumsy guy but he wants to let everybody know that when he's in the ring he means business and it to be fair like he does mean business in the ring he's great in the ring like he mm-hmm. was there's no sloppiness about him in the ring. Uh, so then uh, I don't know why Shockmaster decides to blow up a balloon filled with uh, flour in it and it pops in his face. I mean, he's klutzy. What is happening? This no is, idea. Now, I want to I want to point out this aired on television. This was on cable television at a time when there weren't many channels. No. Wow. Wow. This is what people chose to watch. It's shocking, Matt. So he had various matches as Shockmaster towards the end of 1993. Uh, one of the matches that I watched was uh, Shockmaster taking on the uh, well-known WCW wrestler Sugar Daddy. Mm. Uh, Shockmaster's entrance music uh, was like a really poorly played version of Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, but just the guitar. It was like a guitar student practicing satisfaction. That's exactly wow. what it sounds like. It is super weird. Uh, then Shockmaster had his final match uh, in 1993 versus King Kong. A person WCW 93-94 is a very uh, foreign time for me. I don't. I didn't really keep up with it then. Like that's right. It's like was it was it King Kong Bundy? No, it's not King Kong Bundy. It's not King. I saw that. And I was like, it has to be King Kong Bundy. He not just King Kong to Bundy. Bundy. It's just a guy named King Kong. Wow. So did he win? Here's here's what's crazy, Chris. Uh, okay. Shockmaster had six matches in WCW in 1993. Uh-huh. He went five and one. What? His only loss came from a battle Royale match at battle bowl, which Vader won. So uh, I think at three, Uh. three of these matches were singles matches, maybe four. Uh, He's a winning, like he had a really good record and then he just disappears. However, the story of the shock master doesn't end here. How the, all that's left is the action figure. (laughs) Nope. Not at all. Like there's nothing else. Okay. So here we go. Let's just, Prepare yourself for this really weird, like, small fact. In early 1994, 
Mm-hmm. WCW decided to completely repackage the character and they debuted Super Shockmaster. Why? Which was also played by Fred Ottman. What? <laughs> now, in the promo I found, I could not find any record of any matches. Um, Super Shockmaster gave a ringside segment where they, he was going to be in action later in that night, but I couldn't find the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Super, Super Shockmaster said that while he and Shockmaster shared the same name, that was the only coincidence about them. Uh, Super Shockmaster wore a blue lucha mask with gold lightning bolts coming down the sides. He had a singlet on that was blue with tons of gold, like lightning bolts everywhere. I could not find any matches. I couldn't find anything on like the wrestling database where you can look up every match a wrestler's ever had. Uh, the, the character doesn't exist on that site. Uh, but according to the Wiki- uh, Wikipedia and something from Bleacher Report, which I think they ripped everything from Wikipedia, uh, Super Shockmaster said he was Shockmaster's nephew, but it was I, the same guy. It was it was it was Fred, Fred playing both characters. Good lord! But their nephew. Also, that he I don't understand. I I don't either. And I again I can't find any like secondary sources backing up Wikipedia, so I can't really say that that's reliable. Uh, but Fred Ottman does have a Super Shockmaster shirt for sale on his pro wrestling tea site. And I kind of want it click uh, Chris, please click it. Just click it. Uh, Clicking red. Just check this shirt out. It is a white shirt with a super shock master, just super powerful looking. And there's a shock master helmet, which is a very much a stormtrooper helmet right between his hands. It's a pretty red shirt. Still loading. Oh, well, anyway, so Ottman very quickly after Super Shockmaster kind of debuted left WCW because of Eric Bischoff. Uh, Ottman had been working like a 15 hour day uh, one day. This is according to a uh, source I saw about Ottman talking about his leaving of WCW and Bischoff kind of was kept pushing him to work more. Oh, you saw the shirt, Matt. You got the shirt. We got to get these shirts, dog. We do got to get these shirts. This is incredible. Yeah. He's so muscular on this shirt. Yes. <laughs> I have to own it. Can I get this on a mask too? I want I want I want everything that I does Fred Ottman have more merchandise? I want all of his merch. I'm sure he does. So Eric Bischoff uh and Ottman had kind of a uh headbutting situation where Bischoff was wanting Ottman to work longer hours. Ottman was already working way too much. Uh, so Ottman just left the company and went back to WW, WWF for a short stint. That's what, where did the become, ma- what, what did he become when he went back to WWF? He went back to Typhoon, I believe. Okay. Uh, and at wow. that time, Earthquake had just gone over to WCW. And I think he just went back under his name, John Tenta. Hmm. Or is it Tetna? Tenta. Thank you, Tenta. Earthquake, John Tenta. Yeah. Right before he then went oh. back to New Japan again, I believe. Uh, so Ottman wrestled for a while under various guises, never Shockmaster again. He appeared in a few joke gimmick things. He's like, oh, it's the Shockmaster's back. Uh, he retired like in 20, 2009, I think he's just retired from wrestling and he appears everywhere. He's at wrestling conventions all the time. Right. And he seems like the nicest guy in the world. I'm willing to bet at wrestling conventions, he's got to have a Shockmaster helmet there to take photos with. Right. I'm sure. Gotta. 
He has a tugboat hat that he wears at his booth, which I love. That's the best. That is incredibly cute. Um, I, and, and, and again, the everlasting, uh, like impact of the Shockmaster as we, as we discussed in our San Diego Comic-Con episode, uh, uh, WWE and, uh, Mattel. Yes. Released a Shockmaster elite series action figure. That's incredibly detailed with a helmet that's been changed just enough to not clearly just be a stormtrooper helmet. Yes. (laughs) Um, but uh, it's and it's it is the greatest action figure. So like clearly, th- there is a, there is still a lot of love for the Shockmaster out there. Uh, now, hey, hey Mattel, are you listening? Yeah. Yo, get me that Super Shockmaster. Yes. Figure. Give me that Super Shockmaster figure. I I could probably dig through the WWE network of old WCW episodes to find like the Super Shockmaster fights and the other promos he did. Um. But I didn't I didn't have all the time in the world because I just kept watching like the same four Shockmaster segments of like him at home hit a diet. And I'm just like, why is this happening? This is him such a weird turn water on Tony Schiavone. Why did he blow up that balloon? Like I was just completely just captivated by these terrible segments. Like I love them. They're great. But like in the in the storyline of this newly debuting character, they make no sense. Right. God bless you, Shockmaster. We're glad you exist. I love the Shockmaster. I I think it is one of it's got to be like one of my top 10 favorite things in wrestling. That's a weird thing to say. Not matches, not matches, I'm saying, but like just things, things that happened in wrestling. Yeah. It's just such a wonderful, memorable moment that like. I'm sure people crap on it all the time, but like, I'm just like, wow, like that's fun. I'm with you, man. Like, and now that I know that it kept going beyond that, like, I'm going to go back and watch. It's silly. It's weird. And, but he's great in the ring. Like you can't, I I understand you have to make a pivot of some sort, but uh, you can't play off Ottman's in ring work as a klutz. It just, it it doesn't work for me because he's not, he's not at all. Well, Chris, that was the shock master. And now boy, was it ever moving on to something more contemporary. Mm hmm. We Matt, just, Matt, yeah. this that, this next segment, yeah, will shock you. Will it? I mean, no. You already know what's going on. Boom. Uh, <laughs> uh, had the chance. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it, baby. <laughs> so, Matt, you are out, but I had a chance to talk to Adam Cole, baby, uh, ahead of his NXT World Championship match with Finn Balor at NXT Super Tuesday Two. That has already happened. You should go back and watch it right now. Like there's there there is no way on this planet that Adam Cole and Finn Balor, two former Bullet Club members, I might add, leaders, uh, two former Bullet Club leaders. That's right. Yeah, Adam Cole is technically the leader of Bullet Club USA, I guess. Right. He led it right before the uh, the elite uh, formed. Right. Uh, and I kind of technically in being the elite storyline murdered him. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yes. Uh, two former Bullet Club leaders clashing for the NXT title. Great match. Go back and watch it. But had a chance to talk to Adam Cole, and we're going to play that for you right about now. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Motley Cruz. <laughs> uh, first of all, thank you, Adam, for uh, coming on the podcast. You have been on our long list of people that we want on the show, and I'm very sad that my co-host Matt couldn't be here today. It is his first day off in ever. Uh, well, hey, the days <laughs> off are very important, very important. But we wish you were here as well. 
we wish you were here as well. And, and very, very happy to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, you, I look at your list of NXT accomplishments and it's pretty ridiculous. You are the longest reigning champion. Uh, you, and now you're aiming for the two timers club. You're coming off of a 60 minute fatal four way Ironman match, which I think that might be the first one ever. Uh, yeah, d- definitely within NXT for sure. Maybe even WWE. Yeah. Uh, so now, now you're coming off of that, which look, I just rewatched it again this morning. It looks very tiring as someone who does not want to do anything for an hour. Uh, how now? How are you preparing to for this now? Going into a one-on-one with you, you one of the highest caliber performers in NXT, going up against Finn Balor, another one of those performers. So I think the advantage that I have is when you're NXT champion, you're preparing at the highest level all the time. Uh, you know, not only because you're the champion, but to keep the championship, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So Finn Balor, don't get me wrong. He's a high class, A-level performer. He has been for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it, he'll tell you as a former NXT champion, like you're at your peak physically and mentally when you're on, you know, firing all, on all cylinders as NXT champion. So because I had just come off that, I'm still in that regiment and in that mindset of, of that championship preparation and mentality. So as grueling as the 60-minute Ironman four-way match was uh, this past week, um, I'm ready to go uh, with Finn Balor next week. I, I, the biggest thing, too, I've been ready to go with Finn Balor for a long time because there's been this uh, constant comparison between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Like, there's always this discussion of who was the actual greatest NXT champion of all time. If some mm-hmm. people say me, there's a group of people that argue that it was Finn Balor and vice versa. So to me, this is like the biggest match that NXT can deliver right now, period. Um, so I know Finn's ready to go for me. I know I'm ready to go for him. Um, we're both ready. We're, we're, we're two pro wrestlers who always stay ready to go. Well, and you mentioned the comparison, and I th- it's, it's interesting because you guys do have some not shared but common history pre-WWE in that you were both Bullet Club members. And I believe you've I, I, I looked into uh, the wrestling history books and I fe- it looks like you guys faced off, I think, like six years ago. I was to say I was to say, given that sort of common history, like how does that change this match? It does. Um... It, it does definitely make a difference, uh, especially considering like, so for example, to just briefly touch on that, that match is mm-hmm. I remember I, I wrestled Finn Balor on his farewell tour of the independence to go to NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, um, that was the first time I had met Finn. It, it was the first time we had ever wrestled each other. And there was this instant chemistry. Um, but even before WWE, there was always like, again, these comparisons uh, between the two of us. I do have an insane amount of respect for him because when I think about um, attributes that make a great pro wrestler, Finn Balor's like the epitome of an all-arounder. He mm-hmm. just can do anything. He can do any style. Um, he has an amazing entrance. Like he encompasses what makes a cool and, and to me a successful pro wrestler. And I mean, his career proves that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as knowing each other and knowing each other's history, I, I think I don't know. It puts like a little bit more of a personal attachment to this match because again, all the respect in the world for Finn. Um, But I want people to remember me as the greatest NXT champion of all time, not him. Mm -hmm. And he has respect for me 
but I know he feels the same way. So it is, even though it seems like it's all business, there is like a personal edge to it as well. But uh, a lot of it comes from respect. And then a lot of it comes from just wanting to prove who the better man is. Uh, we, we touched a bit on some of the stuff you've accomplished at the top. Uh, your, your longest reigning cha- NXT champion ever, just full, full stop. And not even by a small margin, like it's by a ways. Uh, you've, you, you just beat the snot out of Pat McAfee at TakeOver. Uh, you did the Fatal 4-Way uh, uh, Iron Man match. You've, you've checked all these things off. What, besides obviously be, like getting the title a second time and holding on to it, what what else is there for you to check off that list in NXT? And do you are are these the sort of things you also want to apply? Uh, could you see yourself on Raw or SmackDown with the Undisputed Era at your side eventually? Yeah, yeah. So um, this is a great question because people ask, you know, when's the Undisputed Era going to go to Raw or SmackDown? Um, so to answer the question, like I for sure think that myself and the rest of the Undisputed Era could make a great impact at Raw or SmackDown. Uh, would it be cool to go there and, and showcase who we are and what we do against a whole new crop of athletes? Absolutely. That would be awesome. However, um, I really do feel like, and people always say, well, what is there? I feel like there's a lot left for us to do in NXT. And, and what I mean by this is there's something really cool to be involved in a brand promotion organization, what have you, that is like on the uprise and growing. Um, I remember when I spent my time in Ring of Honor uh, and Ring of Honor was going through this transitional phase of, of growing and getting on television and running bigger venues that there's such a cool, awesome team feeling to that. And I feel like NXT is going through that as well. And truth mm-hmm. be told, selfishly, I don't want to miss out on any of NXT's growth. Like I love that we're this brand that is really establishing itself into like this, this third brand. So aside from working with and wrestling a bunch of guys that I have not wrestled uh, yet in NXT. Um, I just like to be involved in the, in the growing process of NXT. So I, I, I want to be around for that. Selfishly, I really, really want to be around for that. Switching gears a little bit, you are a part of another incredibly formidable pro wrestling unit. I speak, of course, of left, right, left, right. Uh, yes, the most dominant game. There it is. Got that bracelet. <laughs> we need, got to get those on Shop Zone. I know. I know. We do big time. <laughs> big time. In watching the the videos you guys do, it looks like no three people are having more fun than you, Breeze, and Cesaro. Like, like how how much fun has it been for you to sort of see that grow into? It just keeps getting bigger. God, it's so crazy. Like, I am so happy at, at the end of the day. Like, and I'll go into more detail, but like for really what it is, I am so happy that people enjoy watching three friends have the time of their life and film themselves on camera. Like I've said it before, it doesn't matter what we're playing. It doesn't matter what game is on the screen. I just, I love hanging out with those guys, laughing with those guys, acting absolutely ridiculous. And then, like I said, filming it and having people watch it. Uh, We are, I promise you, uh, there is no part of that that is an act as far as the fun part. Like we genuinely are just, and I, and I think that's a big reason that it's been successful. I think people can tell that we really are having having a great time. So I, again, I'm really happy to get more involved in the, in the video game world, even though it's from the left, right, left, right, up, up, down, down perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just having the absolute time of our lives. We all love it. And I like, it, I, I, I have to believe it's immensely entertaining to see just how popular even watching you all play Uno has become. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so insane. Like it's uh like it, it's to a point now where like if I tweet anything about wrestling, I'd say 30%, sometimes 40% of the comments are all Uno related, you know, <laughs> challenge. Uh <laughs> like it's all all these different sayings that we have um from Uno, which is which is so so wild to me. Um it's it's cool that it's turned into something uh that's really, really morphed into a, a thing that people can kind of get behind and get into. Um, it's because again, at the end of the day, this thing, whole thing kind of started because of the pandemic that we're going mm -hmm. through. You know, we needed content and, and they knew that I've been on board forever to get more involved in, in up, up, down, down. Uh, so when this whole thing kind of started, we had all this free time uh, to really dive in and, and get involved in this. And I think it's something that people gravitated towards. And now, I just can't imagine not doing it. Like the day that we stop filming Uno once a week is going to be a very sad day for me, which will not be for a long time. I promise. Good, thank, thank God. I couldn't handle it. I don't. That's not news we want to break. Uh, so, sort of looking at what's going on in gaming now, there's there's a lot of big titles coming out. What are you playing? Yeah. So right now, um, which recently I started streaming a couple of months ago, which I've really mm -hmm. enjoyed and gotten super into. But um, right now, I'm playing through Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh. Um, just started act three. Unbelievable. So it's a tie for me between ghost of Tsushima and FF seven remake as my game of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as right now, just because FF seven has such a, uh, soft spot in my heart, like last of us part two was really great. Um, but yeah, right, right now I'm, I'm super into, to ghost of Tsushima, like, like uh, divulging a, a lot, a lot of time into that. As far as what I'm looking forward to the insane announcement of the, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy on Switch blew my mind. I was yes. so excited. <laughs> so excited. So I can't wait to play that this month. I also I also definitely want to turn my house into a Mario Kart course in that in that bizarre looking game. Yes, what is that? I feel like that's a god, like staying in the I I just feel like that's going to be a nightmare for some people. At, it looks amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> I'd be wrecking the car all over the place. I wouldn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Uh, and and just to to wrap things up, I'm wondering what what is what is the game that you a you're a master at, but also who do you want to who like who in the up up down sort of community do you, like are you dying to go head to head with? Ooh, good question. Um, so I think actually of a game that most of my that I'm pretty confident I could beat most of my friends in definitely people from up up down down even left right left right friendly competition of course but even Absolutely. from there. I think I'm probably the best Halo player. So really? I'm a I'm a big Halo fan right now. Again on stream, I'm going through and playing all the Halos on Legendary and beating them all. It's my it's <laughs> my favorite challenge. It is it is. I, I, I beat two of them so far, so I'm I'm, I'm getting there, getting there. But uh, it's one of my favorite. It is my favorite first person shooter series for sure. Uh, I just love the story, love how it feels, uh, love the love everything about it. It's awesome. So I'm confident confident in that as far as someone I want to challenge yeah or, or go up against after seeing you know our champion Tyler Breeze uh take down the Miz and the Miz still ran his mouth so much I really want I want to I want to you know cross sticks with the Miz honestly that's what I want to do I want to take the Miz on I'm, I'm confident that I could I could beat the Miz I secretly hope he gets yelled at by his wife during that challenge uh because that was compelling to it's bizarre that like that is some of the most compelling television I've seen this year. <laughs> oh, I can't help same it. here. <laughs> same here. God, it was amazing. Uh, 
Fantastic. Well, th- hey, thank you so much for uh, joining us. NXT Wednesday nights, NXT Super Tuesday this Tuesday night on USA Network. Going for the two timers club, you're you're gonna be champion. I, I have a I have a feeling. Good. It's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, man. I love we we've uh, you and I have talked to Adam Cole a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like I would guess that we've talked to Adam Cole a collective seventy five times at this point. I think at this point, Adam Cole, even aside from this, because I wasn't involved in the actual interview, I think he's the person I've inter- the wrestler I've interviewed the most. It's him that and Xavier might, Woods. That might be the case for me too. I, uh, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go as far as say this: Adam Cole, honorary wrestle buddy. Yeah, we'll throw it out there. Honorary wrestle buddy. I don't. He doesn't have to accept it. No, I, I spend a lot of time watching him on Up, Up, Down, Down. Um, Playing Uno. Play Uno. Uh, today I was watching Risk. Oh, the Risk game rules. Risk game's great. Uh, hashtag the party. <laughs> hashtag the party. I forgot about that. Uh, because Fall Guys, uh, I it's not on Switch, so I can't play it. But I want to play Fall Guys so much. So all I do is watch, like, I watch Adam Cole, Cesaro, uh, Xavier, and, and Tyler Breeze. And I just yeah. watch him play Fall Guys, and it's so much fun. It's fa- it's it's fantastic. Uh, so thank you, Adam Cole, for talking about nerdy stuff with me because it was wonderful. You know what else is wonderful, Matt? What's that? The mailbag. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Every episode we've recorded of the last four or five episodes, you've chastised your dog in the middle of the record. I know she's a little loud sometimes. Chris, we uh, got we got a mailbag, Chris. Matt, we've, we do. We've opened it up. Opened it up. Pulled out a question just for us. Just I'm going to read us. it to you right now. Dear listener, fancy boy Brandon, you can find him on the Twitter at, at Awful Music Facts. Uh, chimes in with, uh, honestly... Maybe the most important question of all time. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite mid nineties regular job gimmick? And why was it the goon? Here's the thing. The goon is great. I'll uh, yes, but the, is the goon mid nineties. I feel like the goons early nineties. Also professional hockey player is not a regular job. And it's also not my favorite. And I also think, not my favorite. I think yeah. I, I hope that you and I, even though this is not mid nineties at all, I hope you and I have the same favorite is, is um, what I hope. I know what you're about to say. And yeah. I don't think we have the same one. Okay. You go ahead okay. first and then I'll tell you you're wrong. Uh, I love Duke dumpster Drosy. <laughs> He's like a top five for me. <laughs> He's a garbage man. He's a yeah. garbage man wrestler. That's awesome. But I, yeah, I, I, I love Duke Drezzy, uh, but I do know exactly who yours is. Can mine I is actually Mine is actually split now between two different people, but go ahead and guess. Is one of them Erwin Archeister? That was the second one, the one I just came up with. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, because literally on the last episode, you said you wanted to dress like IRS. Yep. <laughs> and this is aside from my love of Mike Rotunda as a wrestler. Right. Uh, or, and, his, and, and as a father of Bo Dallas. And Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt. Yeah. What a guy. Man, that family. The the other one family. Is the other one brother love because you just love preachers with red faces? No. I can't believe you haven't guessed my other one yet. That's like the it's probably like the best heel job gimmick. Maybe I maybe I just forgotten regular job gimmicks. Repo Man. Repo Man. I also love the Mountie, but Repo Man is like 
My oh, the Mountie's fantastic. The Repo Repo Man's a good one. Also, Million Dollar Man's a good one. My regular job gimmick is rich guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so IRS, I, I loved IRS as a regular because his job was like telling people to do their taxes and people hated him for it. Yeah. It's just Wonderful. it's such a weird like he's just like, hey, guys, like it's tax season soon. Like pay your taxes. Like don't try to cheat the government. Boo! <laughs> How Re- dare he? But Repo Man's my favorite. It's like, you've fallen behind on payments on this thing you owe money for. I've got to take it from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> boo! <laughs> We're literally just doing our job, man. And you like, messed and, up, not me. And then you go to, like, to the Mountie. It's like, if you come to Canada, don't do crimes. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, Big Boss Man gets cheered. <laughs> Well, because he's a he's a lovable cop in a blue. Uh, well, first, of I mean, all, if Matt, you ever come down, to, ever come County, down to Cobb County, Georgia, <laughs> you've got to read the signs, respect the law and order or it's some hard times, hard times. So, yes, we love the goon. But uh, yeah, Duke, the Dumps, Duke, the dumpster Drozzy is tops for me. And for you. Yeah. Repo man and IRS. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It is interesting. Uh, I picked uh, blue collar work. You picked definitely white collar work. A uh, repo man is a blue collar job. Yeah. Didn't he wear? Didn't he wore Matt, a mask? Am I, am I remembering that repo man dressed like the Hamburglar? Kind of. He had like he had, he had a, a mask over his eyes, and he had a trench coat. It was like yeah. brown gray. Oh God! <laughs> what an awful look. Like it's like okay, man. My characters are re- a guy who repossesses things that aren't paid for. What do I dress like? Well, repo man in real life wear clothes well i gotta be like the hamburglar yeah. but like a creepy version i love that time. character so so the guy i don't remember the name of the guy that played him but like he embraced how dumb the gimmick was mm-hmm. and went over the top like his life was like <laughs> like i'm gonna get your car you haven't paid for <laughs> fantastic thanks brandon for that question that made me happy thank you you are truly a fancy boy. Mm-hmm. Fancy boy club. You're right, Chris. You made a weird face. No, I was, I was laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry that you find that to be weird. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to bring us to the close next week. Next week, Chris. You, yes, sir. You, you better stay tuned. Why? Because uh, we're digging back into the Illuminati secret bunkers. Illuminati. That's going to be unsolved wrestling mysteries we're gonna solve gtv finally illuminati finally someone's gonna answer the gtv question it's gonna be us it's not gold dust matt's gonna tell you listen i'm gonna tell you guys now matt is gonna tell you it's gold dust but it's not uh, someone only someone that would tell you that if they're they're a lizard man working for the government secret bunkers yeah matt's a lizard so after we go through those secret bunkers you're gonna have a heck of a time trying to get out of that rabbit hole. We'll see you guys next week. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Motley Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.